Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Bliss. We are joined by Rise Mzansi, a national chairperson, Vuyiswa Ramachop, and we're looking at uh, the upcoming elections. The general elections are happening in 2024, a couple of months now. I mean, the year is almost over, uh, but uh, there's, there's still a lot to be discussed so that the electorate is educated and is able to do the right thing and understand the impact of national elections. Thank you very much, Vuyiswa, for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Nongu, and thank you for having me on the call to discuss such an important topic first thing in the morning. Yo, it is very important, Vuyiswa, because it seems like uh, young people have not gone to register to vote for the 2024 uh, general elections. What has caused this? So um, let me start by saying, actually, I'd like to congratulate the many young people who have already made the choice to register. Uh, About two weeks ago, um, the IEC did a presentation where they stated that of the one million online registrations that they've received, the majority have come from people aged 20 to 25. Now, that speaks to online registrations, and we can understand that because young people are online more, you know, um, that would be an easier place and an easier way for them to to register. So I think that innovation already has made it a lot easier and has attracted young people. But broadly speaking, and this is the point that I think you are referencing, is that broadly speaking, the, the rates of voter turnout and participation of youth voters is significantly less than those um, in in the so-called middle age or um, sort of adult category. And there's a reason for that. But but without getting into the weeds of it, we are here to talk about why it's important for young people um, to actually show up and to actually make their voices heard. And you know, we take it so seriously as Rise Mzansi. Um, Rise Mzansi is a movement that is started by it's an intergenerational movement wherein we have many young people who are part of creating this movement. And ultimately it's about being and feeling represented within an organization, within a movement, within government and within politics. So many young people switch on the TV or they watch politics or they reflect on political discourse and they see people who don't look like them, who don't sound like them, and who don't reflect their aspirations and who are hung up on a past that many of us never even saw or got to be part of. And so and so they feel disconnected and alienated from politics. Um, and so what we are really trying to, to, to ignite in young people is a sense of possibility, a sense that, you know, we have the power to change our circumstances. We are not victims of our circumstances. We are creators of our destiny. But the first way to do that is to make your voice heard. And the, and making your voice heard means getting out, to, registering to vote, putting your name on the register and ensuring that next year you actually show up to vote and make your voice heard, no matter who you actually vote for. Now, 
this low turnout and you know that does it mean that young people are becoming despondent or does it mean that young people and the electorate in general just don't have um, an understanding of the importance of elections Look, I think that the, the, the current political establishment and, and let me say the offerings that exist leave a lot to be desired and young people broadly have reflected that they are uninspired by the options that are available um, and as I mentioned, by in particular by the fact that the age profile of a lot of political leaders tends to be, you know, even beyond retirement age. So really when they look at that type of scenario they don't see possibilities or hope for themselves in other places you know they are relegated to youth leagues and things like that and and maybe that creates some space but it doesn't send a signal that as young people you have a place at the table and that you are front and center of leading and governing this country and so that is the rallying cry that young people have been making for many years and they've been saying let the youth lead let young people occupy the seats of parliament and the seats of the legislatures. And we, as Rise and Zanzi, believe wholeheartedly in that, by the way. Um, you, you cannot call young people to simply come and participate in a system that they are not represented in and where they have no actual power. And so we believe that, uh, you know, if you want to engage young people, you have to give them an opportunity to build something that they resonate with to lead that thing, you have to give them real power and you have to trust young people. You know, I think that's another thing that we must also admit um, that over the years, this country has stopped trusting young people to lead. When we got our democracy 30 years ago, <clears throat> our very first democratic government, when they came into government, uh, many of them were in their early 30s. Uh, many of them had not even reached age 40. But they were holding big portfolios as DGs and ministers. I think the the, the first governor of the Reserve Bank, um, Mr. Tito Mbuweni, was 34 when he occupied that position. But in this day and age, we don't trust the same 34-year-olds or even 30-year-olds to occupy significant positions of that nature. And we need to question that. That is the thing we need to challenge. But are young people in this day and age willing to take up these positions? Are they participating meaningfully in um, political conversations? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I reject the idea that young people are apathetic or that they don't care. They care very much. If there's one thing that Fees Must Fall showed us was that young people are very politically engaged particularly when it pertains to things that affect them directly. They took matters into their own hands in that particular method. But there are many ways to express the, the, yourself and in which they express themselves politically. They are highly engaged in student politics. They are highly engaged on social media, um, engaging in these topics. Um, the unfortunate problem is that the current political establishment and the culture of politics in South Africa is very alienating and not accommodating of young people. And it, it juniorizes the voice of young people. Uh, by the way, when you are 25 years old, you're not a child. You're actually not a child. Mm. Um, you're, you're actually somebody who's capable of running a business, being a parent, 
paying taxes, you know, if you're old enough to pay taxes, I can assure you you're old enough to to have to have a meaningful voice in politics. And so, you know, I think we must also as a, as a country, we must do some reflection about the way in which we put young people in a corner and, and, and actually create the impression that they cannot be trusted. They can and they are engaged. Um, but if you, you know, and I, I mean, you, you know, and I'm, 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 as, as a woman, you are more likely to want to engage in a space that is actually reflective and accommodating of you and the things that you value. Um, and, and similarly, young people want to see a political culture that is robust, that is vibrant, that is meritocratic, you know, that is not uh, um, based on patronage. They want to see that th they can actually have their voices heard and that, they, that their voice and their, their vote will go somewhere and it will mean something. Now, until we can offer that, we can't expect them to suddenly be engaged. But now, Vuisha, there's also, you know, looking at the current political climate, and I'm just going to look at issues of coalition in local governments um, that have really, in, in most um, local municipalities, um, have not yielded great results. There's been a lot sure. of stalemates and, you know, decisions and up and downs. That is not a picture that is tasteful to anyone. Uh, but then Indeed. no one is coming out to educate the electorate on how coalition governments work. Um, there's the issue of independent candidates that are coming up next year um, that can, yeah. you know, be eligible to, to be on the ballot papers. No one is coming up to educate the electorate, uh, yet alone the young people who are very interested in the affairs of our country. So yeah. what can be done about educating voters? Look, I mean, I think you've touched on something so important that we are at an inflection point as a country. As, and this is not just about educating the electorate. The, the politicians themselves are learning this thing of coalition politics. They themselves don't evidently don't even know how to how to manage it. Um, and they are conversations and discussions being had in all forums right now. Um, I personally attended a national dialogue on coalitions a couple months ago that was hosted um, by the deputy president where political parties were convened to say, guys, how do we navigate this thing? Can we come up with some kind of guiding framework or regulations? We don't have such in South Africa because it's, it's uncharted territory for us. But we will, we are navigating it. And I think there have been instances, and, and, and you'll see now, there's a lot of conversation about pre-election coalitions, people starting to come together and and find um, parties that share similar values, et cetera, et cetera, to come into these types of pre-election coalitions. That was unheard of, uh, you know, even in the last election and, and, and previously. So we must also accept that politics is not static. It moves with the times. But the one thing, and I think this is an important point, is that this is not about um, young people have such an important uh, part to play in moving the discourse forward. In, in history, in all countries in history, and there are numerous examples of this, young people have often been the ones who have led and championed and fought for progress and progressive politics. And they have, they have pushed society forward because we are the ones who are the biggest shareholders of the future. And so 
it, it's important that young people see themselves in that way as the biggest shareholders of the future and the ones whose, whose lives are the most impacted when all of these shenanigans take place. These parties that exist even today, five years from now, many of them will not exist anymore. You know, <laughs> I think that's another thing we must, we must recognize that as, as society moves forward, as we progress, there are new voices, there are new ways. And, and I mean, Rise Mzansi, for example, we were formed in, in November 2022. We are now present in all nine provinces. Uh, we have garnered a, a critical mass of a movement of not just young people, but people who are rallying for a different type of politics and a different type of political culture that is not grounded in liberation struggle politics, but rather in the politics of future, of equality, of prosperity, of justice, all of these things. And so that is inevitable. But what we cannot accept is that, you know, we, we are going to be bystanders and watch politicians just make things and make decisions for us. You've also we had, have to drive that change. You also have had some uh, interactions um, as as uh, Rise Mzansi with other uh, political parties. Tell us about those and what you are aiming to achieve with them. Absolutely. So when we set out our journey, we, we publicly stated that uh, it was our intention to form a coalition with the people. And ultimately what that meant was is that we were going to, we recognize that if you, st if you look at the statistics, uh, Nongu, the majority of South Africans actually don't, are not voting. So in the last elections, of the 40 million people who were eligible to vote, 28 million people did not vote. They did not vote because they were unhappy or with the options or they were just demotivated or whatever it may be. There were a number of reasons. So if you take that statistic alone and you reflect on it, you realize that the number of people who are eligible to vote, who are registered even to vote, exceeds the number of votes that the biggest party in South Africa got. Hmm. That is a staggering statistic. And so it is a clear indication that there are more people who feel they have no option than the people who have chosen an option, right? So we have to present the people who have no option with an option. And that is exactly what Rise Mzansi has set out to do, is to create a, 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 a political alternative that brings now all of these people who consider themselves outside of political options a home. Now, to come back to your question, where are these people? Many of these people are not disengaged politically. They may not be members of parties, but they are part of organizations. They are part of different movements. Some of them work in community-based organizations. Some of them contribute to community organizations. They, they do actually the work of politics in a different way. Some of them sit in organizations that advocate for people's rights. I myself, I was in an, an organization, such an organization. I was advocating for transformation in the property sector, which is ultimately a political thing that I was working for, you know, but I was doing it outside of the realm of politics. And so we recognize that there are more people who are doing a lot of things. And so we need to go out and find them. And so one of the partnerships, for example, that we've recently gotten into is with 
um, a, 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 a movement that then also went to register as a party. They're called MOVE. MOVE, uh, and we announced this yesterday, MOVE is a youth-led and youth-focused political party. Started as a movement in universities, garnered a lot of support from young people who were looking for political change. Um, I think they, they've got, you know, just north of 20,000 supporters, completely organically, uh, and they were, they're building, they're growing. And so when they approached us and they said, look, we have built this movement, but we recognize that we need to make change where it matters which is in the legislature. We need to We're change the We're going to have to leave it there, uh, Vuiswa. Okay. Thank you so very much for joining us because it's five o'clock and our show is done. Thank you very much uh, for this conversation.